Let's Get Radical Live is brought to you by AICPA Engage. AICPA Engage is the premier event for accounting and finance professionals in the U.S., bringing together experts across the practice and topic areas of tax, finance, and estate planning, advanced accounting and auditing, practice management, technology firm management, and marketing. Find out more at AICPAengage.com. Welcome to the business show that will change the way you look at your business practice, your organization, and yourself. This is Let's Get Radical with Jody Padar. On today's show, you'll get the straight scoop on what it means to be radical and how it can help you become the next success story. Now, here's your host, Jody Padar. Welcome back. I'm Jody Paynard, the Radical CPA, and you are listening to Let's Get Radical. And we are live at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas at the Engage Conference. And it's pretty cool. So um, there are uh, like 4,000 attendees here uh, engaged in learning all about CPA stuff. And it's a um, there's accounting and tax and audit and edge, which is uh, the younger CPAs. And there's so much here for everyone that it's just pretty cool. Now, we've been interviewing people all morning. And our next interview is with Mike. And I'm going to have him introduce himself. But he comes from the edge group. And do you want to tell them not just introduce yourself and how you work, but a little bit about Edge as well. Sure, yeah. I'm Mike Maximew, so it's got all the consonants in it. We hired a couple of vowels in there. Uh, <laughs> I'm the incoming chair of the Edge Task Force for the Conference Planning Committee, and it started out as a young CPA conference, but it's really morphed into leadership and management development skills. You know, that next level mm-hmm. when you, you're already a technical expert, but now you're in charge of people, and now what? Because a lot of accountants like numbers, but then five years in, you deal more with people than numbers, your team, clients. So it's right. a lot of that skilling that you need to interact with people and have tough conversations and just learn how to put as much effort into learning managerial and leadership skills as you did your technical skills. Wow. And so it's like gets a lot of people to to these events too, right? Like I know the edge sessions, they they draw a lot yeah, of people, right? They do. So in my session last year, I was expecting about 40 people and 105 showed up. And it, Wow. You know, when you're talking for the first time and <laughs> twice as many people show up as you're expecting, it, it's scary. A little bit intimidating. It is. And then you use some of those skills that you know, and you're like, all right, well, 100 the same as 40. I'm still talking about the same stuff. And you, you're like, all right. And now this year, we got 150 people that are signed up for the edge track. And in the different sessions, you see a lot of different color lanyards. So which means there's a lot of cross-pollinization from people that are here for PFS, tax, audit, wealth management. And they're coming to edge sessions, too, because the topic resonates with them. Yeah. So now tell us a little bit about the session you're doing uh, this week at Engage. All right. So tomorrow I'm leading a session called Leading Leaders. And this is a question that I've had since I first started trying to learn how to be a leader, how to get these management skills. And I was like, all right, so eventually we're going to be in a group of people and I'm going to be with people like you who are also leaders and I'm going to need to lead you. And that's a different skill than leading a team where they almost have to follow you. Like if, mm-hmm. if you're leading your audit team, they're going to follow you. And you can either be a boss or a leader, but like you, there's like a captive audience there. Right. When you're trying to lead leaders, it's not necessarily captive because they're also leaders. They, they have an option of not following you. Right. And their own agendas. <laughs> and their own agendas. And uh, I, I draw it a lot from, like I, I volunteer a lot with, uh, with the Travelers Championship in Connecticut, and it's all volunteer-based. So I've got a group of people that come back year after year after year. So I asked them, like, 
why do you come back? Like, they go, oh, well, we really like the kind of work. We like the team. We like this. We like that. And you have zero hold on a volunteer. They can just be like, nope, peace out. See you later. Right, right. So it's, it's almost similar that, you know, the leaders can do that, too. They have their own agendas. They can just peace out and say, I don't care what you're doing. I'm going to go do it my way. And I can. So how do you, how do you align them and get them to, to all follow along the same path? Because then the firm can really start to do some cool things if everybody's walking the same path. Absolutely. And I know like you've, um, your firm recently merged into a much larger firm. So how, has that challenged those skills that you had to kind of um, lead the teams at a much larger firm? Yeah, it's definitely challenging. And no merger is not challenging, right? right? So lots of pros, handful of cons. You work through those and the challenges. So it's really like accelerated the use of those skills. And it gives you a chance to, you know, mess up, try again, you know, tell people what you're trying to do and say, hey, I'd like to do X. You know, what's the right path to do that here? It's, it's taking the time and being patient to learn, you know, a new hierarchy, a new process. Like how does information flow? How should it flow? And really learning the why behind we do things. Mm-hmm. You know, Markham's pretty successful. So they put some thought behind what they do. So if you lean on that, it's a little bit easier when you disagree with how we do something because you could say, all right, well, somebody thinks this is the right way. I just got to figure out who that person is, why we do it this way, get comfortable around that why. And then if I want to change it, the change is around the same why. Absolutely. You- yeah. So um, as far as uh, leadership, so you're going to be talking about these five primary leadership skills. Can you tell us a little bit about them? Yeah, so we numbered them just to make it easier. Because uh, we're accountants. Yeah, because we're accountants. <laughs> but really, it's, it looks like a graph, right? X-axis, Y-axis, and uh, you start in the bottom left corner, it's 1-1. One, one. That's a person that's kind of retired on the job. Like, you never want to work for that person because they're like, don't make waves. I don't want anybody to know your name. I don't want anybody to know my name. I just want to come in, punch in, punch out, call it a day, and just stay way under the radar. Okay. So that person's not helping you in your career. Um, then you've got 9-1. That's the person who is super into being productive and getting stuff done and doesn't care about you at all. Work here till midnight, get this product done. I don't care, like, your dog's sick, your kid's sick, or plays or whatnot. Nope. Get the work done. That's all I care about. The opposite end is 1-9. That's the one. It's, it's a country club, right? So all I care about is you. Oh, it's noon and, and your, your dog's outside or it's sick or something that's maybe silly or stupid. Neither of those two things are. They were bad examples. Right. <laughs> but, um, you know... I just care about you. And if the work doesn't get done, don't worry about it. it so that's, it's leaning too far that it's way. It's to the other side, right. And then what a lot of people think is a good one is 5-5, five, five, the negotiator. If you do this, you can have that. Like, help me out, please, and, and then I'll, I'll do this for you. Like, it sounds like it'd be a good compromise. And it can be. But if that's where you always are, it, everything's a trade-off. Then it becomes expected. Right. The best one's 9-9. Nine, nine. That's when I care about you and the, and the project. Like, let's get this done. All right, so your kid's sick today great. Um, what can you do? Or can we move something off your plate to still get it done? Uh, what time's a doctor's appointment? You know, do you have any ability to, to log in and work from home? Because you have the expertise on this and the delivery dates coming up. You know, is there a way that we can work together to get both done? And if the answer is no, the answer is no. But you, know, you, can, you can have that conversation. We have that trust that I'm not just going to shove it down your throat and say, you have to get this done. It's it's more give and take. It's more give and take. And, it's, and if that's the leadership style you employ the most often, when I have that conversation with you, you know where I'm coming from. Right. You know that I do care. Like, oh, I'm really sorry that, that Kaylee's sick and that you got to go take care of her. Um, but we've got this thing at noon today and it's 11 and we're almost done with it. Like, what, what can we do? Like, can you teach me something that I could wrap it up with? Like, how do we solve this problem together? Wow. And now how did you learn this? 
So we had some leadership consultants come into our firm before we merged in, and mm -hmm. they, they were the ones that kind of walked us through like the basic leadership and management skills, and we'd been working on them for a long time because the firm recognized that we deal a lot with people, and if you want to have a successful firm, you need people aligned, talking the same language. That's why we can walk around saying, are you 9-9-ing right now? You know, it's a, it's a nice shortcut. So it's actually become part of your culture. Yes. Wow. Um, and there was one point where I was homesick, and uh -huh. I was the one who owed somebody something. And they called up, and they're like, hey, I have a client meeting tomorrow, and I need this. I was like, oh, I'm barely out of bed. She's like, I told you about it last week. I need it done. Like, so she had to 9-1 me right there like, because I had told her about it, and it was really my fault I hadn't had it done yet. So when I, I felt bad like, that I didn't get it done, but I felt like, weird that I got like, yelled at for not doing it, and I was sick, and I just wanted to get better. So I asked her about it. I was like, you know, you really 9-1 me there. She goes, I know. It was one of the few times I had to. Because in that moment, like, we needed to get it done. You were the one that had to do it. I didn't have time to. And it, I know it stinks, but it, that, that was one of the few times I had to 9-1 you. So, like, she 9-1 me the right way. Right. And by having this common language around it, everybody understands it, and they can see how their behavior is fitting into this matrix or whatever. Correct? Correct. Yeah, and because she's a 9-9 so often, I felt comfortable going to talk to her and, and having the 9-1 conversation and then her explaining, like, this is the right way to use it. And I was like, oh, all right. And then I, I learned. I was like, yeah, I, I did need to be 9-1 right there. You're right. Yeah, no, I, I like that because I think, too, it helps put its common language, right? And that helps facilitate everybody understands the impact it has on the culture. Right. Wow, pretty cool. Yeah. So I know um, last night, uh, what did you do? You had a pretty good time last night, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, so Monday is traditionally the Leadership Academy alumni reunion. So okay. we've had 10 years of classes, and we all get together on Monday night, and we were up at Level Up. So we played some basketball, threw some footballs around, you know, caught up, met people from the other classes. And then, of course, I had to play Byron and beer pong. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, that was your last night in Vegas, yes, huh? Yeah, that was my Monday night in Vegas, was reverting back to college and trying to throw ping pong balls into cups. And what does it feel like now to be part of, like, the leadership class as it's evolved and now? And, and I think it's interesting because, you know, when you go, I'll, I'll say you're a young leader, right? And you, you're still a young leader, but, like... Now you're like the old leader of the young leaders, yeah. right? <laughs> and I, we're just kind of starting to realize that when they said, oh, it's our 10-year anniversary. And I was like, oh, dang. Like, I, I couldn't even apply right now because I'm not in the age bracket. Right. It's like, man, I'm, an, I'm old. And then I'm like, but I'm not old. I'm just old in this group. Right. So then you look at it and you're like, you feel bad for a couple of seconds. You go, yeah, but then they're all going to look up to us. Like, we looked up to the people who led us. Okay. So now you, you're right back into your leadership mode of, all right, now I'm role modeling. Uh-huh. So... I met someone yesterday, she's a senior, and she referred to herself as, I'm only a senior. I was like, wait, time out. I said, you're never only a senior. I said, by definition, you're the most popular accountant on the planet right now. <laughs> right, Everybody the most valuable, wants you. Right? Everybody wants a senior, right? I said, so don't refer to yourself as only a senior. I said, you're, you're a senior. I said, so own that. And as you progress through your career, like, have more self-confidence in, in like, your role, your level, and what you contribute. I was like, man, I'm sitting here at a bar playing beer pong, giving leadership advice to someone who's in, just graduated from L.A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. Because that's what I think has been interesting to see how, um, how the profession has evolved with the Leadership Academy and having it now see some of the leaders who were the young leaders are now, like, I will say the middle leaders, right? Because <laughs> I feel like I was one of those... Um, 
younger leaders. And now I'm kind of like, wait, I'm like in the middle now. Right? <laughs> like, what happened to that, right? So anyway, so um, what's next for Engage? So you have your speaking tomorrow, but any other exciting plans of what you're going to do here? Uh, for me, it's really catching up with people that I see once or twice a year at conferences like this. Um, you know, you're friends the whole year. You talk, you follow each other on Facebook and Twitter posts and things like that. But, you know, you get to actually meet them in person. You get to give them a hug. And, you know, how are the kids really doing? How was that hike you did in North Carolina when you were visiting? And it's, it's really connecting with the people that have become friends through this. They're not just colleagues. They're not just people I know. Like, they're, they're right. my friends. And they live all over the country. And nobody comes to Connecticut to come see me. So I get to see them when we all come to the same spot. So, yeah, no, that's what I think, too. It's about hanging out with your friends and learning from them and just getting to spend some time, quality time together. So that's awesome. So thank you for being a guest on Let's Get Radical. Um, We are live at the MGM Grand um, doing the AICPA Engage event. And stay tuned because we have lots more uh, interviews coming up. Bringing you around the world, right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com Intuit's mission is to power prosperity around the world. Our global products and platforms are designed to empower consumers, self-employed, small businesses, and tax and accounting professionals to improve their financial lives, finding them more money with the least amount of work, while giving them complete confidence in their actions and decisions. Intuit is proud to be a part of the AICPA Engage 2019 event. You can see us live at the event at booth 329. That's booth 329. Visit us on the web today at Intuit.com. Accounting professionals all have one thing in common. We cut our teeth doing the manual bits of bookkeeping, so we all know how much it sucks. But not anymore. BotKeeper brings bookkeeping into the future with its combination of skilled accountants, machine learning, and artificial intelligence. When you start BotKeeping, you say goodbye to costly and error-prone manual accounting. Your bot extracts data from receipts, processes payroll, pays bills, sends invoices, reconciles accounts, and so much more. On top of all that, you're backed by a team of senior accountants who handle critical thinking, complex accounting, and help you draw out meaningful insights from your business data. BotKeeper works hand-in-hand with your existing team, or it can cut costs and serve as your entire accounting department. You get to decide. Learn more about bookkeeping with BotKeeper at BotKeeper.com. Better than humans, better than machines. Automated bookkeeping with a human touch. BotKeeper.com